0: Welcome to the Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. We're going on the campaign trail on today's episode for an up close look at the US midterm elections that are finding Americans deeply polarized. Petros Kasvikis, the Washington DC correspondent for the Athens News Agency and Greece's Mega TV, who has been on the road covering key races in Pennsylvania and New Hampshire, where he's following Representative Chris Pappas' reelection campaign. Join me on Election Day to give us the view from the campaign trail, break down the overall climate among voters, and look at what's at stake for key Hellenic issues and broader U.S. foreign policy as well. Our discussion took place before the polls closed on Tuesday. Petros, great to have you back on The Greek Current.
1: Hi, Thanos. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Petros, you're typically speaking to us from Washington, D.C., but this time you've left the U.S. Capitol to follow the midterms up close. What's it like to be on the campaign trail, particularly on Election Day?
1: Well, it's actually quite different. And as I say, in journalism, you got to get out on the field. You have to do the legwork, if you want, to get in touch with people and see what is the reality. On the ground in Washington, you know, we talk about all the issues. You have the opportunity to discuss it with academics, with politicians, with diplomats. It's a political environment, but that's also they tend to say it is a bubble, Washington. So you need to burst that bubble to get out and really understand what's the reality on the ground. Because quite often, we tend to say We think we can understand all the issues from far away. And we can see that in many occasions, this is not the case. And for example, I remember I had a conversation with friends who worked in think tanks during the 2016 elections that they were insisting that Hillary Clinton will win Pennsylvania. But back then, I had the opportunity to travel to Pennsylvania. So if you go door to door, if you go small town to small town, and you see the signs that they hang outside the people's houses, the stickers that they put on their cars, you talk to them, you can really understand what is going on. And technology, of course, it can help you to... Make things look closer. You can follow the campaigns now through the social media. You can talk to people even if they are far away. But it's not substitute for the legwork. You need to go out and get on the field and talk to people in order to know what really it is going on.
0: As you're covering these elections, Petro, you're undoubtedly meeting a number of voters from both sides of the political spectrum. What's the climate like among American voters that you're engaging with outside the beltway?
1: So, I can talk to you specifically for two states for Pennsylvania, that it was our first stop, and for New Hampshire, where we came to follow the campaign of Chris Pappas. It was actually a surprise to me that in rural communities, especially Pennsylvania, that in places that you could not imagine, we encountered voters that they were really concerned about the issue of abortion. They said that they really care. And actually, it appeared that abortion was a motivator factor that will take them to the polls. The second issue that was ubiquitous, you could see it everywhere, was, of course, inflation. All the people suffer from that. You can see communities that they are not so prosperous like Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland. And these communities, they get hit very hard. So they will vote for the candidate who will promise them the most and for the one who will alleviate their pain.
0: This election, Petro, is finding Americans deeply polarized. While a majority of voters name the economy, as you mentioned, and inflation as a top concern, nearly three-quarters of Americans believe democracy is in peril, with most identifying the opposing party as the major threat. Is this polarization evident? on the campaign trail? Uh,
1: It is manifested everywhere. I don't know if Donald Trump will manage to have a successful rerun and he will be a presidential candidate or a president, but I know for sure that Trumpism as a phenomenon and his supporters are here to stay with us in the long run. They are here and they're gonna be here and we encounter a lot of people who really, they genuinely believe that elections are stolen. This is the reality. We need to know this. This is the reality. This is what they believe. And if they believe those things, these things in their mind become real. So this is a huge, huge problem. And of course, there are a lot of candidates who try to exploit that trend and take advantage of it. And they try to accommodate them instead of confronting them because that's not a good strategy to win votes. But the polarization was evident. We had the opportunity to meet with a lot of Donald Trump supporters that you could see very easily that the division is there. Democrats believe that, as Hillary said, they belong to the basket of deplorables, and they believe that the Democrats are elites who are a threat to the American democracy, and they still uh, lectures, the socialists, I don't see how this gap can be breached very easily.
0: As you mentioned, you've been following the campaign of Chris Pappas in New Hampshire over the last few days. How are these midterms looking not only for Greek American candidates, but also for Hellenic issues on Capitol Hill?
1: So I wouldn't say that foreign policy is on the spotlight during the midterm campaigns. I'm talking now, general, not specifically about the Hellenic issues, as you can imagine. There are more domestic issues here at play. However, having said that, as you know, Congress plays a huge and instrumental role in shaping the American foreign policy. So it is really important whom we will have there the next day, in the aftermath of the elections. So in the House, we need to acknowledge that we will take a blow. We're going to miss some significant people. In Nevada and in New Hampshire, Edina Titus and Chris Papas, respectively, they have a very tight race. Carol Maloney lost in the primaries, so she will not be a candidate. But having said that, we have also a lot of other people who perform really well, like Gaspili Rakis, John Sarbanis, Nicole Maliotaki. They know our issues really well. They know the destabilizing role that Turkey plays in the Eastern Mediterranean. And they have the great agenda, and I'm sure that they will keep pushing it in Congress in the months that will come after the midterm elections. And also we have new people who are doing well and maybe will join Congress. For example, Menendez Jr., he will be elected probably a congressman in New Jersey. And as we can all assume, he knows very well the Hellenic issues and the region, We have also Alex Carlatos, who is a Greek-American from Oregon. I don't know if you remember, he was one of the three Americans on the train that was heading to Paris and managed to disarm a very dangerous terrorist. So he has also a chance to join Congress in Oregon. We will see how this thing will end. And, of course, we need to focus also on the Senate. As I told you, we were in Pennsylvania where there's a very tight race that will go down to the wire between Dr. Oz and the lieutenant governor, John Federman. If Dr. Oz manages to win Pennsylvania, that will be a blow for sure for us because Dr. Oz is not only a Turkish citizen, he's also a very close friend of Recep Tayyip Erdogan.
0: Petro, looking beyond the U.S.-Greece relationship, how do you see the midterms impacting broader U.S. foreign policy, especially if we see another attempt to cast doubt on election results or more of the MAGA-type candidates win seats in Congress.
1: While we were covering an event of Chris Pappas, we had the opportunity to talk to Senator Sahin. She's also from New Hampshire, and she's a very prominent member of the Foreign Relations Committee in the Senate. So we asked her exactly this question. And her fear is that if the House and the Senate is filled with Republicans, but we are not talking here about the classical Republicans, we are talking about the MAGA Republicans, the Donald Trump Republicans, that will be a huge blow to the role of the United States in the world and to the American foreign policy. Because these people are isolationists, they don't believe in the leading role that United States can play in the world. Also, they follow the doctrine that puts Americans first. So, this means that when it comes to F-16s or when it comes to Saudi Arabia and when it comes to countries like that, they will only care about profit. They will not have other foreign policy considerations that includes a wider, let's say, strategic interest or even values. So, this will be very unfortunate and also... It will cast doubt on the long-term commitment of the support that the United States gives to the war of Ukraine. And it's really important for Ukraine to keep the morale, to keep fighting the good fight, to know that the United States has their back. So if you have a Congress that is fighting back the administration, this will be a dream coming true for Vladimir Putin.
0: Petro, thanks for joining us again.
1: Thank you for having me, Thanos.
0: In other news, as results of the midterms stream in, it was confirmed that John Fetterman defeated Dr. in Pennsylvania, flipping a highly competitive Senate seat and sustaining the Democrats' hopes of maintaining control of the upper chamber. In another key race for the Hellenic community, Representative Chris Pappas won re-election in New Hampshire in one of the tightest battles for the House. Representatives Gus Bilirakis, John Sarbanes, and Nicole Malliotakis also all defended their seats. Representative Dina Titus' race has still not been called as of this recording, and on the state level, State Senator Andrew Gunardis in New York also won re-election, while Alexei Janoulias won the race for Illinois Secretary of State. Finally, the Greek government has decided to proceed with the development of Alexandrupoli's port with funding from Greece's privatization agency, TAIPED's own resources, as the development of the railway corridor from Alexandrupoli to Armenia on the Greek-Bulgarian border and from there to Central and Eastern Europe has made this port infrastructure central to the activities of Greece's allies in Eastern Europe amid the war in Ukraine. Therefore, the Taipei Board is expected, following government decisions at the highest level, to cancel the tender for the sale of 67% of the Alexandroupoli Port Authority in the next few days, as it was considered wrong to proceed with a privatization at this stage. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.